spidey senses tingling. Really big show. He's the host that will slam you for your poor video quality, but let's face it, you probably deserved it. He's slim. This is your Paper Cake Show, episode 207. Welcome. Welcome to Paper Cake Podcast. You know, three dear friends, you know, and now we have a fourth special guest in Apple Watch on the show live tonight. Say hello. We we do a book club. You know, we get on this podcast together, talk about a book we just read. All issues of Hickmania's Secret Warriors. Thanks for tuning in. Paper Keg Radio Syndicate. You know, it's flying higher than ever. Can I be honest with you? Right now, please. One third of the remaining living hosts of Paper Keg right now. He's using a webcam that looks like it was produced in 1973. Hashtag sepia. His skin is translucent. It's not unlike uh, Senator Kelly's skin in the first <laughs> X-Men movie where he turned into that water being. He's a writer. He's a father. He's uh, otherwise known as Jawbonesy. Gen Z loves beer. Welcome back Thank to the show. Thank you for having please. me. Uh, for, for you listeners trying to visualize what they're looking at, just imagine a man's widow's peak on top of a white sheet. And you've pretty right. much got what's going on in my webcam at this particular moment. Welcome to the show. Uh, Widow's Peak loves beer. But funny enough, with the aspect ratio of the webcam, none of the Widow's Peak is visible <laughs> on this sheet. It's just So it's just a white your, sheet. Yeah, it's just your eyebrows and lower is what we're seeing right now. It's an amazing time to be alive and doing a live podcast <laughs> over video. What's the point anymore? That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you've been trying to shut it down for 206 episodes? 2016 Paper Cake Farewell Tour. You know, the people are asking for it. They're asking for that or a Patreon. I don't know what's happening. Word. Speaking of Patreon, VP of crowdfunding, VP of Patreon at Paper Cake, Dale underscore A, a.k.a. The Silver Fox. Welcome back to the show. It is great to be back with uh, my two very good friends recording this podcast well into the next coming weeks. You know, we're just so excited to bring this to you for as long as we can. And, uh, you know, my fingers, my hands, my uh, the first third of my arms stink of chlorine. My skin is burned because of the, uh, the concentrated chlorine I've been dumping into a pool in my backyard that nature has taken for itself, like Site B from Isla Sorna. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
and I am I am trying to retake it. Mm-hmm. Storm the beaches at uh, Normandy, if you will. Storm the pool beaches. Uh, yeah, and it's not going well. Not going well at all. At what point did you take off your brand new Apple Watch to work on your pool? Can we get into you know what that scenario is like? You know, with the Apple Watch, your new life. Boy, can I tell you, uh, it's been a pretty frustrating weekend uh, for taking my watch off. I always take, I usually take my watch off for any sort of activity, but now I am like, love making, I'll take it off. You know, I don't want it to, you know. Baking. Baking, I'll take it off. Uh, Washing dishes, I'll take it off. But this, now that I'm wedded to this Apple Watch, I don't want to take it off. I need it to register darn near everything I do. Yeah, otherwise, what's the point of it all? Otherwise, what's the point of it all? So, you know, I wore it on the elliptical Thursday night, Friday, and uh, I wore it to the last possible second before I started dipping my hands in stinky green water, mm-hmm. you know. So is it, are you tracking, is your step count being tracked now? Are we, are we all together on the Up app, or are you just using Apple Health and... You don't care about any other apps right now. You're just getting those rings. Just, those I'm just rings. getting the rings. I'm just trying to get my bearings on how it affects me and mine. You know what I mean? And how 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 has it been? What's the what's the two three day prognosis? What's the review? Uh, the review is well, um, I can leave my phone in one room in the house and not look at it all day long. Ugh. I mean it's. Now, I'm not, because of that, I am not keeping up on Twitter, but I know when I get a tweet, it's beautiful because anything that appears on your home screen, your Apple iPhone home screen, you get a notification for on your watch. All in its beautiful, you know, whatever the icon looks like on your iPhone home screen, that's what it pops up on your watch. It's not some like 8-bit letter, you know, the word Twitter in 8-bit. A lot of uh, pedal trash talk happening right now. No. A lot of pedal trash talk. Before, let me interject. Secret Warriors, all issues, the entire series is our book club later in the show. Hickmania running wild once again. Jensen can barely contain himself. He's laying back, and now his his vis, his white visage is back in he screen. Looks, by the way, he looks great. I mean, he looks fitter than he has in years. Is that the aspect ratio, or am I the result of my own hard work? We'll never know. That's a good question. No, what I've... is the update? Before we get back into the Apple Watch talk, which is what the people have come here for on the Comics Podcast, can we get an update on Joe Bonesy, uh health status? I mean, I'm, I'm still at that 260 to 265 plateau. It's been about two weeks since I've given you the update. Hey. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm killing it. And I, I don't mind telling you that. I'm killing it exercise-wise. I'm killing it diet-wise. And uh, I can't wait till, yeah, I can't wait till Matt and I stand abreast and then someone will be like, hey, those two might be brothers again. <laughs> it's been at least a decade since someone had so said I that. So I just got to get about 80 pounds thinner. And then there, well, that'll be that. We'll get there. So Now, uh, enough about Genzi's health. Yeah, who Enough cares? about his great health. Get Let's here. get back to the Apple it just, Watch. Just to interject, you know, when I had oh. bad health, it's all, you couldn't stop yammering about it. <laughs> but now that I'm in good health, no one gives a rat ass. You're just no fun, Genzi. <laughs> Spoilers. Good health is boring. Nobody <laughs> cares about good people with their good health, okay? Everybody knows that. Now, the Apple Watch, you're getting your notifications. What is what's what what is what do you use on there so far? You're getting notifications. What else is going on on that thing? Um, now, otherwise, 
That's it? Well, most of the apps, granted, most of the apps, uh, I'm using Siri to start timers for my tea. Hey, oh. hey Siri. Look, I just, and she just responded oh. right on my watch. Hey, Siri, start a timer for four minutes. And she does it. My wife called me from the car the other day. Uh, she just started a timer. God, she looks great. Uh, my wife called me from her car the other day. My phone was in my bedroom. I had a phone call conversation through my watch because I was sitting on the couch, uh, resting my weary muscles mm-hmm. uh, from sweeping a, a pool all day. And, you know, and we just figured how out. How was it? She said I, my voice was crystal clear. She said my voice was crystal clear. Now, you know, for the one time a week I, I talk on the phone, it'll do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, most of the apps otherwise are just basically, you can't interact with them. They're mostly, they're like reporting information in dashboard style templates from your phone. Like, so, mm-hmm. it, like Sunrise, even with the the calendar app, you can't create a new appointment yet um even using siri you couldn't say hey siri uh make an appointment for the dentist at four fifteen tomorrow morning <laughs> i probably could yeah remind me that i'm gonna get like three more crowns tomorrow morning <laughs> teeth pulled can you please remind me that siri don't remind me siri don't remind me <laughs> um but the um i'm looking around now i mean the the work at the apple workout app was cool because I could start the... Now, normally I use the Under Armour because it it's like partners with MyFitnessPal, which I use to yeah, track my calories. You're, you're well-known Under Armour shill on the show. Right, yeah. I'm always going on about it. Uh, but from, um, from the Under Armour app, you can't start an elliptical workout. Now, what the difference is, I don't know. But you can mm. start like three different workouts from Under Armour. On the Apple Workout app, you can start like seven or eight different workouts, and one of them is the elliptical workout. So mm. I started that. You could pause it. You could start it, pause it, end it. And it's and it's monitoring your heart rate, I guess, which I still think my elliptical is reporting a more accurate calorie count because my elliptical knows the resistance I'm using, the incline I'm using, and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm you digging know what's it. Cool? When I was cool about that Runkeeper app, I think a Strava does it, but on your on your iPhone, you pull down the notification tray. You can put little like widgets there, mm-hmm. and you can Runkeeper can say like start run now or start cycling now, just from the tray, and you can actually pause it from there too. So oh, if that's you're pretty like running, crazy. that's neat. Yeah, and if if you need to take a pause, you can just hit pause. So I do that a lot when I run. That's really neat. It's cool. Yeah, if you're into that, it's no Wonder Armor or anything. What is? But then again, you know, I'm I'm so used to wearing, not wearing a watch when I'm my arm is dripping sweat that it's kind of freaking me out. Because hmm. this is like an expensive timepiece. Yeah, it is. It's pricey. I I mean, I just I I envision like it's it's a rubber, uh, rubber strap, rubber watch band, but it's got to get funky at some point, which you know. Just dip it into that cesspool of a backyard pool you have. <laughs> That'll clean it right up. Let the pilot fish eat the uh, gunk right off of it. <laughs> yeah. My pebble, my 8-bit pebble, has not shipped yet. Your POS every person, pebble. Your, your every SE person pebble. that I've talked to that has the new pebble 
has told me that they're selling it. So oh boy, Ooh. ominous. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ominous words from p- current Pebble Time owners. But we have a comic podcast we need to get sure. to. Yeah, we do. I know for a fact my wife has shut off this podcast 10 minutes ago as soon as we started talking about the Apple Watch. <laughs> so we've lost her forever. But we got a letter a long time ago from our show sponsors, the comic book shop in Delaware. And they instructed us that we had to do Secret Warriors, and not just Secret Warriors, the entire series which I think is around 28 issues. Halfway through, when I was reading, I actually went back to read the letter because I thought that maybe they meant The Shield, the Hickman run where he did, like, Da Vinci created The Shield. Remember that story? Oh, yeah. Because I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, are we reading the wrong book? (laughs) (laughs) But it was too late anyway. But uh, Jonesy loves beer. Yes. Please. Okay. Secret Warriors. Nick Fury lives in a world of double crosses, triple crosses, quadruple crosses, septuple crosses, oct- octuple crosses. Any way you can cross, Nick Fury does it. And we live now currently in the world of Dark Rain. You guys remember Dark Rain? You know, oh, uh, yeah. that, that guy, that green goblin had taken control of S.H.I.E.L.D. and made it hammer. And uh, basically the bad guys were ruling the earth, posing as the good guys. So Nick Fury gets ousted, ousted, ousted from his position as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And basically takes the organization underground and forms the Secret Warriors, which are three uh, action teams of uh, what I would call second or third string heroes. And uh, sends them on missions around the world to continue the battle against uh, Hydra and its, you know, many, many, many chapters and sub-chapters and sub-secret groups. And whilst he does this, uh, you, and I I have to ask before I go on, did did this Hydra really run S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is that what inspired uh, Winter Soldier, the movie? To go in that direction? That I do not know. So you learn pretty long, but I think essentially the first or second issue that S.H.I.E.L.D. has really been a HYDRA organization since its inception. Much like the end of, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, the mid of Captain mm-hmm. America 2 to Winter Soldier. So Nick Fury then has to use his secret warriors to unravel the mystery of how Baron Von Strucker and Hydra were able to infiltrate basically every level of government and superheroing for the last 80 odd years. What we then find out in a double, triple, quadruple cross, you could say it, just say is is that during Nick Fury's time, there was like a secret meeting called the Zodiac, and everybody who was anybody in the espionage world got a tag, like Nick Fury was Gemini, and uh, Baron Von Strucker was something else. And uh, basically they were named like um, American Gladiators, and they all were sent out to... Larry I don't remember one of the the characters being called Laser. (laughs) Laser. being sent out into the world to kind of work together but it's it's very it's very hickman as only hickman can write it 
And then we find out that Nick Fury really was running Hydra that was running S.H.I.E.L.D. that was running superheroes. So Nick Fury was behind it the entire time. And then he shoots Baron Von Strucker in the face. And there you have it. Secret Warriors. My goodness. <laughs> the the longest the most... book club. The shortest book club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shortest intro. It might even be the shortest discussion. I'm not sure. But that, Jonesy distilled that 28 issues into like three sentences. I've never <laughs> felt anything like it before. It fit in a tweet, I think. What he <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't feel like Hickman went full Hickman in this series. Like we were, I disagree. I this was a young Hickman. Was, yeah, he was young. He was still he, sticking sticking to the uh, Marvel editorial. You know, yeah. Like maybe he was listening to editors. I think for maybe the first twenty five issues, twenty five issues are absolutely right. Then somebody went on a vacation and was like, "Jonathan, I'm going to leave. The last three issues are under your control. Don't go crazy." And then we got. 26 27 and 28 i don't know i the the secret so the the first part of the series is like this young team of nobodies where no one even gives a crap about them i don't even give a crap about them except for daisy quake from that brian michael bendis uh del Otto mini secret war which was great uh so she's like leading this team and then it shifts into the backstory of how Hydra, this new, like, Hydra team came together, like Gorgon, who was, like, this total badass Wolverine villain for a while. Yeah, I was going to ask. He was, was he in Rucka's run? Or was it something no, that, way older? I think he was in the Miller run. Remember when Miller came on and Wolverine was, like, brainwashed into becoming an oh, agent yeah. of oh, Hydra? Yeah. And Shield. yeah, that was a good one. That, that was the Gorgon. Oh, run. that's right, and that was uh, JRJR, I think. Oh boy, yeah. howdy! That was some, some amazing stuff in there. So there's like this cabal of like Hydra masterminds, and then the, the book like followed them for a little while and how they came together, and they became like the stars of the book for a while, and then it became like Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos and the Howling mm. Commandos, uh, which spoilers Snoozeville for me. Uh, I probably just broke Dale's heart. But and then eventually it becomes like Dale's the Apple Watch sto- started gently massaging <laughs> his wrist. Apple just, Watch just went flat. Just shorted <laughs> out from being uh, soaked by my tears. I forgot to ask how the battery was. We'll have to come back to that. But then finally it becomes like the explanation of how Hydra came to be in power of Shield, and then the flip of that, and like literally a quadruple cross happened, <laughs> uh, where the whole series was, was like turned on its head. But the to the the specific part that I wanted to mention was like the super secret society of people that was before Shield, and some mystery dude who looked like Da Vinci from the Shield run. I thought, but I I'd never read the Shield run, so I called totally Ares in this iteration. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if that was like a code name. I didn't really think that that was his name. But they so this guy summons like all these world leaders and world terrorists together to do something and if they win they get control of the world and they all go along with it and i don't understand why anybody in that room went along with this kook's plan and they get offered the the super soldier serum chambers mm. did you catch that where it's like you can get into this chamber you can either live forever or get superpowers for like a day or some 
crazy thing, depending on like the electricity pumped into the yeah the, pe- the amount of power pumped into the chamber. Oh yeah, and then they did it, but then like Fury short shorted it so that like everyone who was in it like got mad, screwed up, right? And that's yeah. what started Leviathan. Yeah, correct, I think. Okay, this. Uh, I mean, I overall I want to say before I start getting into it, I liked it. But it took me 28 issues to figure that out. Okay. I liked it overall, but while I was reading it, it felt like it felt like I was reading like Marvel's version of 52. Because okay. there is so much going on in this title. Like I, I expected the Daisy's team. To be, I expected twenty-eight issues of Daisy's team, the secret. I thought they were the secret warriors, but this is like Nick Fury's career during Dark Reign. Like this is because this is this is a Nick Fury book. It was, yeah. The, uh, secret Warriors was like a, a bad title for this book. I felt like could have been just like they should have just called it Nick Fury Agent Nick of Fury nothing. Secret Files or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's got he. I mean, he has his hands in everything. Which is cool. I like how. It, I like my expectations were blown away because I didn't. I was definitely not expecting what happened, but there was so much going on that, for the most part, I liked everything that was happening. The Howling Commando stuff I thought was cool. The, um, the flashback episode where they all got together, and Dum Dum. I just love Dum Dum as a character. For. I know he's cool, but it's like the Howling, like the Howling Commandos, got as much screen time as the Secret Warriors, as um, the Third Team. Yeah, or the Hydro Cabal, whatever they were called. Yeah, like it's it's he took liberties where I mean he took twenty eight issues to tell this story, which is a good story, but he like skipped huge like plot he like jumped to like post leviathan war like one panel later and like through the use of dialogue i'm trying to i'm trying to look for the example but it's like as you know uh you know leviathan is almost decimated or something like that as you know hydra's already you know pretty much in the can and and Mm -hmm. you know a panel before they were still so strong or how about when the Caterpillar team, for whatever reason, that irked me. But Daisy's team, like, got S-canned at the end of, like, Volume 2 or 3 or whatever. Yeah. And you don't even really see them until the last couple issues where Daisy's, like, grown her hair out. She's living on a beach. And she's living with Sebastian. Who was an yeah. a-hole to her, like, in the first issue. And then she's no. like... Yeah. Oh, Sebastian was? The yeah. bigger guy? No, not Sebastian. The JT character. Well, that guy's dead. Well, yeah, thank God, because Nick was Fury amazing. killed him. Because Nick Fury kills like eight people in cold blood. But yeah, the the Sebastian, which I thought was kind of cool, how his he got kicked off the team because he was essentially out of shape, and then it comes back and they show you that Garrett, who was a character that we read about in Electra Assassin, I don't know what episode that oh, was, yeah. but yeah, he was the lead of that That's or right. the secondary lead of that book. He. Like twenty issues later, they reveal that he was actually just in charge of training him to mm-hmm. be a better agent, and then you lose him, and then 
he comes back at the end, the next time you see Daisy at the end of the book, they're living together, and you're just like, when did this happen? They're they're now mm-hmm. a couple. They're an item. I thought that was it's really strange. A side note, uh, Yo Yo, Yo Yo was a member of the Secret Warriors, and she lost her hands in like their first mission. Uh, there was like her Yo Yo was her first name, but that wasn't her code name. I thought that was so strange that her name is Yo Yo. But that wasn't her code name. They had a different code name for her. Like, why would really? Yo-Yo be her code? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't remember what it was. I didn't even keep but... up on that. But he, she lost her arms with such grace and dignity. I mean, she there was no <laughs> suffering. She did not suffer at all when she had both forearms cut off at the elbow. I know. It looked painful. Yeah. <clears throat> so, i tell you what I did like, what I truly liked. And that was, unsurprisingly for me, those few scenes involving Cap. Like, mm. especially the ending where Nick Fury is kind of uh, pretty much admitted that, you know, there, he doesn't need honor as long as he can use his abilities to save the planet. Honor is not a big thing for him. And there's kind of the uh, the association made that Cap and Nick Fury are kind of like two halves of the, the same coin. One's the dark side, one's the light side. And they meet in Arlington, you know, and... Uh, you know, Nick Fury says line or Cap's like they should tear that thing down, and it's Cap's statue from his old uh, burial ground. He's like they should set it up higher, and they kind of like come to terms with each other or shake hands part ways. I thought those scenes were great. I th- I loved how Cap was just like I was there for the beginning of the war, and he's referring to World War Two when he and the Howling Commandos did storm the beaches at Normandy. And uh, but he's like I wasn't there for the end and all the s that happened from it and you were so like uh, the the cool little saying one man will make it make a difference yeah like it, it was about Nick Fury the whole time it was it was uh, really cool because he's like I'm sorry I wasn't there you know if unforeseen circumstances he got frozen but I think it was one man can stop a war maybe was the line yeah I think so it was something about a war as well but I how about the what uh, the really cool th- moment was the formation of like how they the first LMD the life model decoy was how they stumbled upon that in one of the missions from the mystery bearded Ares he sent them on and he never reported back to this Ares character that they like started the first clone because I think that they he revealed that like this is how we started the life model decoy process was what we learned from this secret mission that was pretty great. Because I don't think I ever understood what an LMD was until mm-hmm. I read this book. Mm-hmm. But I actually like that it's like uh, a copy of a copy. And the copy of the copy isn't the person. It's like a copy of this alien technology. So, of course, it wouldn't be viable. But just usable enough to put it in circle, uh, certain circumstances. Because you got to think, if LMDs worked perfectly, nobody would ever be in danger. There'd always be an LMD yeah. somewhere. So this kind of gives them the imperfection that gives them value, if that makes any sense. I like the, just the little ancillary stuff that Hickman put into this book about, it's like we said, it's a Nick Fury book, and the, the like the side, the, all the side story with Ares, the Ares, God of War, and his son Phobos, and the two swords were like, they were so random to be put in this book. Yeah, that was cool. But it was really cool. 
how uh, you know Ares was Ares is working for Hammer, and he's one of the Thunderbolts, you know Norman Osborn's Thunderbolts. But Phobos, I think his name is Alexander, is a secret warrior. But they have this like respect, like Ares feels comfortable with Phobos on the Secret Warrior squad because he's learning, and then he like totally goes to like Mount Olympus to be presented to the gods because he is a god. He's just in a human boy form, and and he's Ares is prepping him for what he's about to find out, which was kind of odd because I thought there was going to be this huge story, like this huge Congress where they quiz him about if he's worthy to be a god and. And Hera's like, there was not, yeah, there welcome was aboard. There's like, one question. <laughs> like, yeah. The question's yeah. like, you ready, kid? Yeah, pump, pump, actually, pump it up. I didn't I didn't like the Aries stuff that much. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was like, I knew, you can get a story and then like you realize they're BMC characters and they can be entertaining and you can care about them. But for whatever reason, I just did not <laughs> connect with Aries or Alexander that much. And when they went to that panel of the gods, the whole here? time I was actually just like, I started to just get annoyed that, like, I was like, is this the Thor mythology of a god? And where is Thor during this? Or is mm-hmm. this a totally different Thor, like, god mythology? And then I was like, oh, god, how many mythologies are in the Marvel Universe that I have to sit through and figure out? And, like, it doesn't make any sense. It, like, I started to just get, like, you know, annoyed, for better or worse. That's like me trying thing. to figure out. Why Levi- Leviathan, the other group with the face huggers, and all of those were connected to Hydra? Why they mattered? Mm. I mean, that stuff is almost ten times as diluted as the mythology stuff in the Marvel universe. I mean, it's bordering <laughs> DC levels. I of think the uh, I think this is more like Hercules. Can we get a spy crisis? I think this is more Hercules mythology Sorry, in Marvel. So Hercules was there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but and I understand that, and you have to like put that aside to enjoy it. But even the fact that like I have to say that mm-hmm. in my head, like, no, this is Hercules's mythology, not Thor's. So I have to just sit here and believe that this is okay. You know? I, I mean, I, I could see why it it just sticks out. Like so many of these side things stick out it, to make the whole like you can't start you can't read just one volume of secret warriors and feel like you're getting anything out of it like 28 issues is the complete story it's not he's not writing for the trade he's writing for the omnibus but you have to be willing to put in the time because 28 issues in i realized that there's a payoff but not many people are going to take that chance and he even writes at the end of the last issue, he's like, you know, thanks for the, the dedicated fans who are sticking sticking around because 28 issues is like over two years if you count like shipping delays and stuff. It's probably two and a half years that this book ran. That's a long time for a comic to run. Yeah, you could even tell because it had at least two event tie-in issues mm-hmm. in the run that you had to deal mm-hmm. with which I'm sure was tough to, like, for Hickman to try to tell a story and then have to, like, okay, how do I weasel in this event to fit into my 28 issues that I've probably already written in my head at this point? Yeah. And he had it, you know, he has it all mapped out in a pretty graph on his computer. (laughs) He probably has one of those detective boards, you know, where they have, like, the the yarn and the pins. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have. 
sorry, no, uh, the, just the Phobos and the the uh, grass cutter and the God Killer swords, and how he ends up uh, clashing with um, Gorgon. Gorgon. It's it's. I really love that side story. It's. I mean, it sticks out in this book, it, like a sore thumb. But I love. I loved it. Yeah, as a Wolverine reader, I I the beginning of the series, you know, Hydra resurrects Gorgon. And I thought that was like a really cool moment because I knew the character as a Wolverine villain and I knew that he was like unbeatable mm-hmm. in that series. So I was like, oh man, this is some big stuff happening here. But, and every scene he was in, I was, I thought someone was going to get killed because that's just kind of character he was that like, you can't really escape Gorgon. But he kind of just even trailed, I don't remember what happened to him in this series. He just kind of like went off after the Hydra Cabal kind of fell apart. I don't even remember. I think I think that's you just brought it up, but that was one of the the jump to Hickman like wrote off that storyline by saying uh, somebody was like in the conversation, maybe Von Strucker or Kraken was like, "Did you know uh, Gorgon and Madame Hydra have left, and and a couple of Hydra soldiers went with them?" And it's like, where did that come from? Like the last we saw Gorgon was in the uh, in like the collapsing cave. Mm. when Alexander was going to fight him. And also the the one member of the Cabal, the guy that was just like the squid body, or the, the succubus, whatever that guy was, and the origin of the body inside that yeah. alien. I thought that was a great origin yeah, story. Yeah, that was really frightening and awful. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> and then he, uh, you know, he's, he's like sits on like the uh, seat. He sits at the head of the Hydra meeting the minds VP mm-hmm. VP of squid <laughs> and uh the Leviathan group was I don't know if that was a effective you know this was like the th- the third uh poker of the story where this <laughs> Leviathan group was like a, as powerful as aim or hydra but I had never heard of them before and they all the members of the organization like the drones the cronies were like freakish monsters and you don't really know why until later in the book where they show that the Great Wheel, which was the secret society of all top-notch terrorists and world leaders, that was when Nick Fury sabotaged like the super soldier creation system. So that, do you remember the explanation? So that it like only drew on its own power, which I guess is like the equivalent of like you're drinking your own urine at that point to survive, and it it like it it like effed up all the people that wanted the superpowers and turned them into monsters. Yes, <laughs> I was just going to say that too. I think he like, uh, I th- I thought he like shorted. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He killed them. He killed them all like an Independence Day. It was Day. super He's, Hickman. He nuked it was. the mothership and all the drones' brains popped, and all the oh, Leviathan yeah. are you know wears sixty five pounds of armor on their head. <laughs> yeah, they can't be good for their necks. Mm-mm. I will say that uh, whoever the artist was that drew young Nick Fury made Nick Fury to be like a total pencil pusher nerdlinger <laughs> in that great wheel storyline. Like he looked like a total dweeb. Is that when he had the, the his left glass was like yeah he had over. these sunglasses with like one was sunglass one was regular yeah which I actually didn't get because was he wearing an eye patch at that time I I I didn't think he was I thought. It, I, I mean, I thought he was, but then it turns out at the end of the story, it proves that he's not, and it's like it was just artistic choice. 
What a uh, I, I saw how and there was Nick one Fury panel lose his eye. How, does anyone know? Oh, they well they did show that, right? Not, not in no, they said, in the Marvel universe they it, they made it look like he lost it in this great wheel, wheel storyline because he got a, a bullet bullet that like grazed his eye. But before that, he it looked like he was wearing a patch or just one of his lenses was shaded. So I didn't really get it. Did you see the so random, no one knows. The, uh, the random awkward splash page where he's having dinner with Contessa at that restaurant? <laughs> and, like, the big splash is them at the table, and then there's, f- like, four panels on the, underneath. And they actually, like, because the Nick Fury is sitting on the... If you're looking at the comic, he was on the left-hand side of the table. So you would see a profile of his right. They put the eye patch on his right eye because they wanted you to know, I guess, that it's Nick Fury... And he's facing Contessa, so you see his right profile, and he has an eye patch over his right eye, so you would know that it's Nick Fury talking. She's like, what? What's happening? The Contessa storyline didn't really connect with me that much, and I, I'm beating a dead horse, but it's because Fury Max. There will be no Fury story where like a woman is involved, and it, and it compares to uh, you know, Shirley in any way. It's just untouchable. Pretty much is untouchable. That's all I wanted to. That's all I wanted out of this. I wanted this to be, because it since it was so much Nick Fury and not Secret Secret Warriors, I wanted it just Fury Max at the end. When I first, oh yeah, without I almost, a doubt, I first thought it was uh, Secret Warriors. I was going to like equate to Avengers Academy, which was a really really good run, but I just figured it was just these superheroes you'd never heard of. And Nick Fury, you know, would pop in every once in a while. But it was just Nick Fury's stories. And I, I think I was hoping that this would be like the Marvel U version of Fury Max. Because Fury Max, you know, I cared about Fury in that book. He was like an a-hole, but I still, like, understood his reasons and his methods. And he was like, he was just living in the dumps because of all the decisions mm-hmm. he's made. But I still haven't gotten that Marvel book that translates that goodness into like a non x-rated version of that story and this one he just felt like i I feel like hickman tried but he just only came across as like the a-hole that keeps secrets from everybody yeah and i never had that like oh man i feel so sorry for fury i just maybe it's because i got it and it was just so amazing that it won't compare but i there has to be a story out there that i can get some nick fury that i really enjoy and it's not fury max I wish somebody would tell us what that is, because I'd be interested in that book. Well, I mean, the, we did get a, a letter, and I think another letter, from someone say, saying that this was that book, but it, mm. at least for me, it wasn't quite there. No, I I will say that it does pick up in the latter, latter sections of the book. I think it uh, it's definitely an upswing of a title, but I don't think I would ever picked it up unless we did it for this show. But I, I'm always looking for that next Fury Max. Yeah, you're always looking there's... for that next pick me up. Yeah, that next push. You know that really gets the next you going. Hit, you know, <laughs> chasing that Fury Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Secret Warriors, all 28 issues. You know, we needed to do it to to talk about the whole. Yeah, we do. You know? Agree. You had to. So we've experienced it. How about those Jimmy Chung covers, though? Amazing. Oh, yeah. Blix. Gosh. Beautiful. That guy. Beautiful. My word. 
We got your letters I'm gonna open them up Farrington's gonna read them To you Rest in peace, Mark Farrington One of the original hosts, now dead mm-hmm. God, No longer with us It's a shame It's a real shame Top notch guy Letters at papercake.com Alright, folks Let's get into this first letter from a recent but dear friend of the show, uh, Joker's Asylum. Uh, he writes, Paper Keg Gents. Oh, I'm sorry. The subject of his uh, letter is hashtag nethers no. <laughs> uh, Paper Keg Gents, uh, I have been wanting to send you guys a question, but I'm not sure if it's appropriate. Is it appropriate to ask another man about the size of his comic collection? As I continue to transition to digital, I have reduced my physical comic collection from around 4,000 books to 500. Holy smokes. Some hard copies I can't seem to let go. So here's the two-part question. I know how you love those. One, what's the size of each of your collections, both digital and physical, combined? Slim, yours has to be impressive in both size and length. Have you abandoned the collector mentality like I have? And do you gain the same, if any, satisfaction from looking at the total books count at the top of the Comixology app? Thanks, as always, guys. Looking forward to hearing your answers. Uh, Joe at Joker's Asylum uh, on the Twitter. Hmm. Uh, I I just, uh, just this weekend, finally got around to organizing my long boxes. So I have four and a half long boxes and three short boxes worth of comics. And I think, I don't know what that equates to numbers wise. Neither do I, to be honest. Uh, I just looked it up, but it, it's people are saying between 100 and 300, so no real yeah. concrete answer. I was going to say between 150 and 200 if bagged and boarded. I A long box? Dale's probably got, probably got the highest number. Yeah, but I would assume. I mean, just that table in his basement alone could be like nine long boxes. Yeah, I just, if I could get them into the long boxes, if I could a- actually take the time to do that. Um, I still have that, I still have somewhat of a collector mentality, but most of my floppy purchases now are just Marvel because I get the free digital code anyway, so, um, at, how many long boxes do you think you have if you put them together? Do you have any long boxes, Dale? Yeah, I have, uh, just tables. He throws I probably them have five <laughs> upstairs and three or four down here. So maybe eight or nine long boxes worth of comics. Boy, boy, I have and in boy. Comicsology, I don't know. Probably, I think I have like close to three thousand books in Comicsology. Ooh. Wow, wow, one hundred I've actually read. <laughs> yeah. What are um? Is that add all to cart? Right that is. It's the ninety-nine cent sale. Add all to cart. Add all to cart. I think I have. Like six in my bedroom closet, and then like two halves. But I haven't really. I, every so often, I'll go through them and look at them just to chuckle, and see what I have. Mm-hmm. According to this, I have twenty three hundred seventy three digital, and I probably have fifteen hundred physical. Hmm. I would think. Hmm. I'd like to know. I mean, I would love to reduce. I'd, I'd be curious to see what he did to reduce because it's, 
you're probably just at the mercy of like handing the long box to maybe a, a, a store and just taking what they give you, right? Because it, it's really not, I mean, I could see like your saga number ones and your Batman number ones, like the new 52 Batmans or whatever, but at a certain point, you're just like, just give me something for these and get them off, my, take them off my hands. I mean, I have I 60 issues of Generation Next <laughs> that I will never get anything for or read again. <laughs> like, who is there? You know what? That the great question would be: Is there a, like a library or kids' place that will take these as donations and let kids rediscover them? Yeah, I think there is. I think a dear friend of the show, Johnny Zito. Might now. I think I feel like I know him donating comics before. You know, he's probably listening right now and, and could be. direct messaging me. Could be DM me, get at me, Johnny. That'd be great to know, just because. Because you want them to. If you're going to do that, you want them to go to some place that's actually people are going to actually read them mm-hmm. or make yeah. them available for people to read. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I can get rid of my. 78 issue Ultimate Spider-Man run. Mm, beautiful. My <laughs> heavens. Jo- on that note, Joker's Asylum, that's all you. You did that. That's on your head, pal. <laughs> Next letter is uh, subjected Time Capsule number 72. Capsule. Uh, from Paper Keg uh, show intern Matt H.H. Thanks for uh, emailing us, Matt. The funny thing is, when you create a piece of art, it stays out there. It lives on. In the case of Paper Keg, that art is literally a glimpse into your lives and friendships. I just got to Fireside 72, where you're staring down an extended hiatus after a challenged format change. Underlying this all is the existential fear of moving away, having second kids, busy lives, and whether you can keep doing doing this thing you love. The spoiler that it will work out in the end softens the blow of the anxiety in your voices as you try to find the path. You guys created a beautiful slice of life showing what friendship can be. I'm thankful to be able to experience it years later. Lightning round, Airboy number one. Depraved, drug-fueled, maniacal, hilarious, provocative, refreshing, and absolutely gorgeously drawn and colored. At Slim... Open your eyes, Slim. Stop shaking your head. Was 100% correct. This is a must-read five-star book. Keep on If everybody in the GD world could just stop stroking that man's ego, I would be so much happier. Every time uh, somebody does that, his hair grows. (laughs) So you see that mess you have there now. See that my Krusty the Clown hair (laughs) continues to grow. So you're so proud of it, too, which which I admire. Keep on kegging uh, at... Matt HH on the Twitter. Thank you for that letter, Matt. It's very sweet of you to report your listening to's and the firesides, uh, those tragic, tragic episodes. We had some fun. He it makes was, him sound like he liked them. I think he did. I mean, I, I think they were tragic for us, and we would never go back to listen to them, but the fact that no. they weren't comics episodes, they were probably yeah. like flap Issues and and those times, those firesides specifically were, were recorded in Beth Corto's uh, old timey colonial house. She was house sitting four hundred, and we were pondering Fahrenheit. the end of the show as we know it. So mm-hmm. they were probably some sour, sour times by Portishead. Well, yeah, we talked about it being a hiatus, 
extended hiatus, but it was there was no doubt in my mind it was the end of the show. The mm-hmm. end. We just yeah. couldn't bring ourselves to say that at because it was going to be episode 75 and it lasted uh, a year. Plus, I think the, one of the main reasons I don't like those Fireside episodes is because they're numbered weirdly and they're not true episodes. They don't fit in the whole, you know, perfectly numbered and book titled episodes. That's just the right. OCD in me. It's the nature of the beast, you know, when you're looking down the barrel of an extended hiatus shotgun. Speaking of which, did we mention that ancillary characters ended? We talked officially? about it last we did. episode. I listened to their final episode. They uh, they did said they that they may. I, I mean, there were some, you know, mutual uh, thanking. Yeah. Uh, but they think they might. I mean, it's definitely the end. But they're like, oh, we could always come back, type of deal, like Echo Rift yeah. and uh, Comic Tango, yeah. and uh, I don't know if Polycomics. Polycomics said they would ever come back. We're the last one standing, folks. We are. We'd made it. If you want, if you look up under, if you look up comics podcast and iTunes, it's just us there. So (laughs) go us. (laughs) We made it. Oh boy, what's your Apple Watch battery at right now? What's the percentage? Two percent. Was it a hundred when we started recording? Jonesy, you don't even know. (laughs) Sixty percent. Wow, and that's from, when did you take it off the charger this morning? Oh, 8.30. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. For, I didn't have it on my wrist for about six hours, but I was still getting, you know, pinged. It was still operating as it would, but it wasn't counting steps, etc. The other night, actually the first, the night I got it, I, I got it delivered at work. And the battery was about eighty six percent when I opened it, but I forgot the charger cable at work. So uh when I went to bed I put it in power reserve mode, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, sleep for an iPad, I guess. You can only check the time when you push a button. But uh it didn't move any percent. So I put it in power save mode at like thirty two percent and when I woke up the next morning it was still at thirty two percent. Wow. So that's kinda cool. Cause, and then at least you could still check the time. Jonesy, can you, before we wrap up the show, is there any update on the life status of King of the Letter Writers, Dragonfro? You know, I DM'd him after our last episode and said, hey, I'm checking in. How are you? No response. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we should shoot him an email. I don't know if he's toying with me. Like, he could just be messing with me. Or he he might just, you know, be done with Twitter for now. Who knows? Yeah, he could, uh... He could have jumped off social media. People do that. Yeah. It's the dream. Yeah. Leave it all behind. Start traveling. Kayaking more. Because you're not on Twitter. Jesus. I love the idea. Taylor, you are never on Twitter. I don't understand how that's a roadblock for you. I have have an internet presence to maintain, Jonesy. I'm usually on Twitter during working hours. I don't don't correlate any sort of data from that. Just we do want to say that uh, the Swamp Yes social initiative or Swamp No was a resounding success, and Swamp Yes did officially win out. So I'm not sure when we specifically said we would start the Swamp Thing uh, process, but we'll talk about it. You know, we'll talk about it soon in the fireside, probably. Maybe. 
Yeah. We'll forget about it by then. We'll see everybody next week. next week we should announce the uh the book club kicking off the Go fireside mm, do it one name to rule them all greg rucka uh. detective comics elegy mm. which is the uh, the batwoman storyline in detective comics that will be it. next week. A mere six issues it's looking like, so we could even do that Thursday probably. Until you ask for Sunday. Until <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Thir- Sunday was decided on the air last week uh, when you egged us on to do twenty eight issues of I did whoa, whoa. I egged you on? You guys, get out of here. The shocking part is I technically could have done late Thursday, Friday night. I actually finished early. Yeah. You two would have had a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, what time did you start reading uh, Secret Warriors this morning? I'm not going to even reply to that. Sass. <laughs> That's sass of a... Sass back. Sass back. No, I had two issues to finish today. I read about 12 issues last night. Passed out. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, Batman 41. Who read it? I did. <sighs> what do you think? I love it. I, lo- I loved it as well. Oh. How about that suit he was wearing when he was out of the Mac? Yeah, that little slim... Uh, that <sighs> reminded me of a, a Batman Beyond-esque uh, suit. It was amazing. The quote that he said when he came out of the suit, he's wearing his little gun satchel around his leg. I just wanted to spoon that Batman. Mm. I want to spoon him up. My mouth. Tell you want? Do you want to spoil it? Who the new Batman is? Um, I think. Can I say it be, for the audience? Yes. Yeah, I don't even think it's really spoiled because they revealed it in this in that sneak peek issue that came out. Oh a few yeah, weeks that's ago. true. Yeah, it's Jim Gordon, right? Yeah. How and and is this like current? This isn't like year zero Jim Gordon, right? This is no. no this, this is, is like current. post post alleged Bruce Wayne death. Yeah. 
at the end of the end game oh, oh. storyline. Oh, so, so I don't know if wow. they're ignoring most of Convergence or if Convergence had any effect on Batman at all. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Probably not because Batman, <laughs> Batman's probably try- the top-selling title, so Convergence yeah. isn't touching that. I tried to politely ask social media if there was a Convergence wiki so I could find out if Batman was affected. <laughs> and the amount of snark that was returned basically made this uh, webcam that I have go on right. the fritz. I don't know. I think you you say you tried to play innocent in that snark game of yours. I did. That was totally. But what, an innocent I saw a question. tweet. I saw a very <laughs> snarky tweet about Superman in blue jeans from yourself <laughs> that was uh, that blew your snark cover a little bit, my friend. I just I thought Superman in blue jeans is key question mark. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think so, pal. Dog pile on the poor rabbit. I mean, uh, caught me. Everybody replies to you with snark. You're just like, let's just let me get in there too. <laughs> I think the, the, the I think the quickest the tweet floodgates. tweet reply was Seth Breedlove starting a new comic podcast, talking about how bet how he doesn't read it and ending it immediately again because like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, I thought he was ad customing me for a second. <laughs> I was like, what is this? This is new. I ha- I haven't uh, discovered this troll breed yet. But I liked it. I think they, you know, I, I'm sure it's not going to last very long. They say this is, I think it's for the long haul. What? Bruce Wayne's out well, of long DC as, for... As long as they can. Yeah. He t- I read an interview with Snyder that said that he liked that some of his favorite Bat writers like put their stamp on the Batman status quo and he wondered if he could do the same. So I think this is his attempt. But they're not on it for very much longer, are they? Or did they re-up for another year? It's all vague. They've said that. I think this, might, this is their last storyline, but I don't think they said how long the storyline is. But then I also read an interview where he's like, well, if DC wants to talk, we could be on longer. I don't know. And I could see that happening. I mean, they're at issue 41. So you would think logically 48, four years, 12 months, 48 single issues. A lot of numbers That's being thrown enough. around. 12 times 4 is what I'm saying, guys. Jeez. 12 plus 6, you know, 18, you know, minus 3, 15, <laughs> 50 issues. There you go. Venice's salary is $2 million a month. <laughs> uh, you're a treasure. <laughs>